Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everyone and welcome to Club at 22 live on YouTube. As always, get involved in the comments and if you would be so kind, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Uh, I am your host, Scott Carney, back off of uh, paternity week off uh, and I would first of all like to thank the gentleman for stepping in for me last week. Uh, for you that follow my socials, I realised there was slight complications with the buff of my boy but everything is all good now. I'm happy to report so I'm, I'm back in action and as, as you can see only Ryan's been fired. So Ali, how are you? Very well. Yep, that's Ryan been fired. So that the rumours <laughs> going now. He's gone, <laughs> never to return again. So that is him gone. So um no, obviously I've said it jumpteen times now, can but congratulations to yourself and your good missus on the arrival of young Carter. I did say in the last podcast, hopefully in 18 years' time we'll be seeing him pulling that top on for the famous Glasgow Rangers and um you can retire and just live off his money. Oh yes, mate. That is the plan. He's either going to be that, or like, or like a snooker player or something, and making like stupid money doing that. Uh, definitely got something like that in the pipeline for him. Uh, Scotia, how are you, mate? Thank you for your controlling of the podcast last week, mate. I was very impressed. Your your techers is better than mine. Oh, when you're saying that the controlling stuff, and then when you were saying that it was only Ryan to get fired, I had the real fear about me that I didn't end the podcast properly. Obviously, because we were live, I just had the fear, and I was like, boys, just. Because we're obviously in the studio afterwards as well. I was like, boys, don't say anything that you wouldn't say all live <laughs> at the moment, just to, so I could double check <laughs> with that. But thankfully, it didn't go off with a hitch there. So, no, good to be back. Things are sort of starting to get confirmed for real now in the world of Rangers. So, we can kind of swerve the, the transfer speculation a wee bit more than we have been in over the last few months. And um, just like Ali, there's just a massive congratulations to you on the birth of your boy. Yes, thank you very much. I was saying to you just before we came on air there, um, as if I didn't know already, but life is very different. <laughs> it's a very different experience now. All of a sudden, there's a massive responsibility on your hands. Uh, but no, it's it's great. Look, again, I don't want to go on about it too much because there's a certain guy that leaves comments all the time that hates that we talk about our personal life. Uh, but I want to thank everybody, everybody that was all the, all the kind messages that I got from everybody, everybody that listens and watches. It was, it was brilliant, honestly, really, really good. But I'm happy to report he's home, he's healthy, and he's eaten me out of a house and a home already. So, uh, no, it's incredible. Really, really is incredible. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll move.
move on from um, my soppy, my soppy life story. Uh, so thank you to the response for the Next Level Supporter membership via YouTube. Uh, I really do appreciate the amount of people that decided to, to step up and sign uh, sign up to that. Really, really appreciated. Also, don't forget, if you sign up to our Next Level membership or our coffee buying membership, you will receive a unique discount code to be used at 22merch.bigcartel.com. Loads of Rangers designs and podcast merch on there already with much more coming over the season. And there's also a giveaway happening on the when uh, happening right now uh, on the 22 Merch Twitter page um, to win this t-shirt, this exact t-shirt. Well, not this exact t-shirt. Well, maybe this exact t-shirt. People like Good. that kind of stuff, don't they? If you want this exact t-shirt, then yes, please please let me know. Uh, but no, you can win a copy of that. So if you go over to the Twitter page and follow the instructions on the pinned tweet, uh, then you'll be entered into the draw for that. It will close tomorrow night at 6pm, so be quick. And all links for everything that I've just spoke about is in the description for this podcast. So first of all, unfortunately, gentlemen, we need to start on a bit of a, a bit of another sad note uh, with a legend boss. We've obviously not been on air since uh, it was announced that Andy Gorham has sadly passed. So he passed uh, after losing his battle with cancer at the age of 58. No real age for anyone to be taken, and it really is tragic just how quickly he lost his battles. Um, there's been Many tributes from all over the world of football, which has been really nice to see, and shows just kind of how highly regarded he was as a goalkeeper and as a man. Uh, Ali, it's hard to sum up what Andy Gorham probably means to all three of us, considering we grew up watching Andy Gorham. He was the goalkeeper. He always was the goalkeeper. So, to me, mate, and it's probably maybe the same to you, I don't know, but he'll always be the goalie in the same way that Goff will always be the captain. Yeah, that's like you say, we've grown up during that nine in a row season when, when Andy Gorham was was breaking their hearts, in particular Tommy Burns. Tommy Burns says when he passed away, he wanted on his gravestone and Andy Gorham um, broke his heart because the amount of times we went to Parkhead, they would batter us and we would get away with a 1-0 and Andy Gorham would put on a show. The amount of times we did that, Parkhead, was unbelievable because they battered us. Let's be honest, they battered us and we got away with it. And But he was some goalkeeper, Andy Gorham, um, Obviously, we've been lucky enough to meet him. Spent a bit of time with him. Great guy. We talked to you all day about stories. He's, he wasn't the type of guy. You know, you meet sometimes, you meet your your heroes, if you want to say, and they're not what you think they are. They kind of, they might talk to you, but then want you to go away. <laughs> he wasn't like that at all. He would sit and talk to you and play the game of pool with you, Carney, as well. Let you win, too. So that was nice of him. But, um, <laughs> no, let great, me win. Yeah, let you win. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, what more can you say about him? He's was a fantastic goalkeeper for us in his career, and you look through his career and stuff. What he did and with Hibs, he was um, played cricket for Scotland as well. Mm-hmm. Played for Man United for three months after a spell in Motherwell. So yeah, it's 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 a shame. I mean, it's a horrible disease, cancer, and it's it, it really is horrible. It's, it was a shame how how quick it took effect on him and. Yeah, he'll always be in our thoughts, but it's an, it's another huge legend of the club lost in the last twelve months in terms of the, all the people we've lost. But um, condolences, obviously, going to his family and stuff. But I'll always remember him for the saves he made. I mean, the one against Big Honky Donk, I always say that was what a save that was. And yeah, if you, you go through all these saves, honestly, it's and, and you have the, the discussion of who's better, Gorham or McGregor. It's difficult because they're different. Types of McGregor, I'd say, is more of a modern day goalkeeper, but fantastic goalkeeper, Andy Gordon. I'll always remember him like that. So, um, no, it's a shame, but a fantastic goalkeeper for our football club. Absolutely, an incredible servant. Um, Scotia, I'm trying to remain kind of upbeat about it because that's how we would. I probably have be a time knowing Andy. He would probably want that. He would probably want us to remain up. Be and it is really sad. It's it's awful news. Uh, but even in the times that we knew him, mate, um, and we we got to spend a bit of time with him. I think Ali was raging that he didn't have a nickname, but me and you did, mate. Uh, Andy Gordon made, made up a nickname for me and you, mate. So which is again, that's it's one of the moments in life when you're. You're having a conversation with, and I even remember not even the the pool story. I've told a million times. We come back from a game, and 
we just didn't spoke to him about the football as if I knew him, as if I knew the guy. And I'm like, this guy was like an idol of mine growing up. And he, he was very approachable, a lovely guy. Even he took the time to meet my dad as well. My dad was up as one night and a, a real gentleman, a real legend. I know that the word legends gets pa- passed about a lot, but in terms of Andy Gorham, Scotia, it, he will forever be remembered as one of, if not the greatest keeper ever to play for Rangers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as a, like, let's first learn the sort of man. We, as you say, very br- briefly got to know who he was when he was in the pub. And then um, the sort of first time we walked in, you were, all, I was, you were in awe when you seen him. It was like, that's Andy Gorham. Bunch of people, that's Andy Gorham. But after yeah. that, it was like, it, it, just the way he was, he just spoke to him, like you said there, and just got on with him, just spoke about normal stuff to him. It was the same when your dad came in. He was a bit in awe when he walks in, but meet him and completely calms down, yeah. So it was such a gent to meet in that brief period that we did, but it's a very sad loss. And then just reflecting Kenny on his, his career as a footballer, like Ali's summed up some of them there, it's, it was absolutely wonderful. You've said the, the word legend there, I would throw in the word world-class, because I think it's a, a consensus amongst a lot of Rangers fans that Gorham's probably been the only player that we've had that's been world-class during their time playing for Rangers. Um, and, you know, we've had some wonderful players play for us that would probably throw in the world-class bracket, but of obviously um, not while they were playing for Rangers. So he was brilliant that season, 92-93 season that he had. was absolutely magnificent. Some of the saves he was making against Leeds um, in the Battle of Britain. And then, obviously, the season after that, he goes out, gets out injured. Obviously, his knees start giving him a bit of jip. But the, the period that I remember most fondly at Rangers was probably when he came back in the, the 94-95 season. Sorry, up until the, the nine in a row season, through the nine in a row season. It's a period I remember most fondly of them. Then I can see comments flying in. And the two two of the saves that stick out for me are the, the Van Hoydonk saves. The one that Ali's talking about, which I think still was up there with my favourite ever save that a Rangers keeper's ever made. I've, we've said that a few times now talking about <laughs> this, but that. But there was the the one the season was the, the following season um, when we were playing Celtic at Parkhead. I mean, I always remember this because the Fox ran onto the pitch, but um, Hoydonk right. had a penalty. Hoydonk had a penalty in the last minute or the last couple of minutes, and um, he pulled off that save. I don't vividly remember that game. Um, yeah, so for Rangers, it was brilliant. As Ali said previous to that, it was pretty decent for Hibs as well. When he moved on from Rangers, I thought he had a really good career at Motherwell when he was in there because Motherwell were playing some pretty decent stuff between the, the time he was there. Um, man, you played for Scotland. As obviously, Ali mentioned the cricket there. I think you need to get that in, but he was an absolutely brilliant keeper uh, for the Scotland national team as well. Um, I remember the game we played Turkey, not Turkey, Switzerland in Euro 96. He pulled off a really couple of important saves because at that point, I think Scotland were still in with a chance of qualifying because England were still beating the Netherlands 5-0 at that point. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't pan out, but he had a wonderful career as a footballer um, and he'll be sadly missed and gone too soon, like you say. Absolutely. Um, usually, when you get to a certain generation of start to pass, you'd expect them to be a good age and then you can have a reflection to yourself that you're actually getting old and I know obviously you are getting there, but to, to be taken at 58 is... Far, far too soon. Eh, far, far too soon. And yeah, for he, he broke all physics rules, Andy Gorham. Like the size of the guy. Like I mean, okay, when we've met him, he'd hands the size of shovels. Generally, a guy had absolutely gigantic hands, but he wasn't a tall guy. He wasn't particularly big, but he was. Uh, he was a fantastic goalkeeper, and as you say, mate, truly world class at points. He was probably, arguably, um, one of the best in the world at his at his absolute pomp. And yeah, just a true legend. Um, he will, he will never be forgotten. Um, for those that don't know, his funeral will take place on the 18th of July, so a week on Monday. Uh, so rest in peace, Andy Gorham. Um, and all the best to his family from everybody here at Club at 22. There is no easy way for me to move on from that gentleman, so I'm just going to move on. Um, Rangers have signed a first team player, <laughs> and not only one, there's two. Oh, I don't know what's going on here. Um, so first of all, we'll start with Antonio Kolak of. Trolak. I'm not 100% sure of the correct pronunciation of that yet. Uh, I'm really not sure. A striker, 20 years old, coming POK uh, for a report of €2 million. Euros fee, three-year contract. Um, he said to the club website, I'm really happy to sign for Rangers. I played in front of those incredible fans already and I now 
my own what it's like to be part of this huge club, to win titles and to achieve every target the club has. I want to be part of this big family and I'm really excited and can't wait to get started. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst added, he's a very experienced player who has played at high levels and scored a lot of goals for teams he played for. We wanted to add some more players to our attacking options and Kolak, Trolak, whatever it's going to be as a player, we welcome a lot and will give us a lot of strength up front. Ali, a Croatian striker coming to play for Rangers. Uh, big boots to fill. <laughs> Jelovic and Big Dada eh, to fill their yeah, boots. Exactly. If he's half as good, if he's half as good as the two of them, we've won a watch, to be honest. We have. Um, we have. But I mean, I know you went on here, Carney, last week, but, but we said again last week the, the Twitter meltdown that's been happening since you were on two weeks ago, and it was the same last week. And I says, just calm down, it will happen. And I referenced the the when we signed that and and it was Roof, the guy that I was missing. That we signed the two of them. They just get paraded instantly. They come out of the blue. The Cholak one's not out of the blue. It's been bubbling in the background. We knew it was going to happen. Tom Lawrence, a wee bit out of the blue. Um, but we'll come on to that. But no, Cholak, um, yeah, 28. He looks he looks a type of striker. I mean, I don't... Whether Rangers tinker with a formation and we go 3-5-2 or whatever, or we might tinker with it next season. To me, he's Itton's replacement. I, I hope he... Well, well... I don't know whether you'll come on to Kamaruf later on, but he's injured again, Kamaruf. And I will, I'm, I will. I'm, I'm, I will come on to him. But no, Cholak, he's a type of striker that I, I think could replace Morelos when he's injured because he's a, he looks like a penalty box striker. He can play his back to goal. He looks a big guy, physical. From what I've seen on YouTube, and honestly, YouTube makes Scotia look good as well. I mean, it would look anyone look good, but he, he looks... A player we've been looking for in terms of what he is. He's a penalty box striker. And I seen the picture on McCoy's today in the training ground. That's similar to what he probably is. A guy just puts a ball in the back of the net. That's what we want up there. And I'm delighted, like you say, Carney, Croatian. We've had a good track record with Croatian, especially strikers. He's got two Croatian guys there to help him bed in, in terms of Borna and Nico Kajic as well. So I listened to his interview, his English is brilliant, which you always expect from these players when they come in. But yeah, I'm excited to see him. Hopefully we'll see a wee glimpse of him um, tomorrow night when we play Sunderland. Yeah, um, hopefully. It would be good to see him. Again, look, I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm not, what, what, what's the, I'm not like ready to get a Kolak, a Trolak, whatever his name is. Some, uh, what Scotia do you know? Is it Kolak or Trolak before I keep going with this? You correct me. I think it is Cholak because he's, right, got okay. one, he's got like a wee over the O, there's a wee inflection over the O that makes right. you say, pronounce it some way. I'm sure that's I'm, true. I'm more, I could, be, more I could than, be completely wrong, but I'm sure that's true. That's a good enough explanation for me, mate. So I will go with Cholak. Uh, I'm not ready to get a tattoo of him or anything like that. It's not like ripping up the ground or ripping up the trees for me that I'm going to get really excited about. But it was an option that we needed, and he does look like he fits the bill, especially the style of play that we are going to go for. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. He does look the part. Obviously, I've seen the obligatory YouTube video as well. He does look the part. He looks quite strong as well, which is important, um, and especially the way we play back in a lone striker. So, no, uh, I think he's got um, every chance. But I uh, we tend to kind of agree with Ali that because of the price that we've paid, it does look a wee bit like it's the the Itton replacement. However, we did sign Morelos for a million pounds, so you never know. Yeah, I'm well. I'm first of all, I'm glad that the transfer is confirmed because I kind of alluded to it at the start that the transfer speculation over the last couple of weeks it feels like every week we've talked about Cholak. So I was like thinking today, is there much more I can say that I haven't already said in the, the, the previous two <laughs> podcasts we've done? Because I went through all the stats and things like that. But no, good that good that he signed. Glad he signed up. Like you, yeah. Looking at it in the transfer fee paid for it. You're like, is that an Itton replacement? And let's be honest, Itton didn't work out. And you'll get, a, but Morelos did, like you say there. Both were, Itton was maybe what, about two and a half million? Itton was maybe, mm. I think, obviously yeah. Morelos was one million. So you get these players in it, and they could, it could turn out fantastic like Morelos had, or it could not work. I don't want to get off on that start, but it, let's be honest, that could happen. But he looks like the type of player with kind of need. I think he looks a wee bit more. Just look, looking at him in his interview and things like that and watching him on YouTube, he looks a wee bit more aggressive, more aggressive than it never was. It always seemed quite reserved to me. 
quite a reserved guy, whereas Trolak seems to be a wee bit more in your face type of player that you know I think he'll settle in quite well. So I've not really got any concerns there. And it's interesting what Ali was mentioning there about you know could we end up seeing a Morelos Trolak up front situation in certain games, not all the games, but in certain games, you know, it's certainly an option. Um, yeah, so great that we've signed him because I, I think we needed we needed a striker regardless if Itton had left and then obviously Ali briefly alluded to Roof there as well. So we definitely needed a striker and so glad that's been done. Yeah, um definitely it looks it looks like it could be a positive move. Look again though, I always caveat this and I'm probably the worst because I remember when I seen Herrera's YouTube video, I went, Oh, he looks good <laughs> and he was not good. So you've got to you've got to wait and see. But everybody deserves a fair crack at the whip and yeah, as I say, right now I'm I'm kind of trusting the way the club are doing business. I, I know, there, as Ali mentioned, there was quite a lot of, I don't know what you want to call it, panic, unnecessary panic, just for no reason at all. There's so much time to go in this window. The club are doing business. Uh, uh, we're about to come on to another one, so no, I'm not I'm not surprised. But yeah, welcome to the club. Uh, Cholak, we'll go with. Carney. Yes, just mate. Before you move on, something I forgot to mention when I was talking about him there is potentially a really good move for him because obviously Croatia have got the World Cup coming up yes. in November there and he's, he's already got three caps I think there's a couple of Croatian players that play out in the Bundesliga that are probably their first pick but coming to Rangers the chance to get into you know, the Champions League it could really be good for him to show and impress so we might get a, quite a lot out of him you know, if hit the ground running Yeah, yeah it's a cracking point mate a cracking point he's going to be wanting to get himself to the, the World Cup so yeah um RFC 56 has made the comment there, Ali, and I'll come back to what you mentioned, mate. Um, we still need another one, mate. Um, Kamar Roof is not in Portugal with the team. Now, what do, what do Rangers do here? I know it's in, in a perfect world. You'd be like, okay, it's not the, it's not the, it's not going to work out, etc. You kind of move them on. I'm not sure anybody's going to take him because he's so injury prone. I, I am now at the opinion when I'm going... What we can't rely on him to be fit when we need him to be fit, and I'm not saying that Kamar Roof is not a great player when he's fit, he will score you goals, he will. But it's like he's so brittle, he is literally so brittle. And the fact that he's not went to the training camp, which means it's longer than a couple of weeks, this it's not it's not a quick one. What do we do now, Ali? What do you think the club do? Do you think we try and keep him, try and use him when we can, or do we part ways and bring somebody else in? It's difficult. Because as well, mate, sorry, mate, he's going to be on a decent wage as well. Yeah, he's, we've, we've paid, I would say, reasonable money for him. It was never said what we paid. It was undisclosed, but I imagine it was reasonable money. He'll be on a top wage. How long has he got left in his contract? Is he getting two years? Two years. Two years. Two years. So, do you, Kamar Roof, is he sit, if he's sitting on a good contract, he doesn't need to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. He can sit there tight if he wants. Um, I said it last season, see when Morelos got injured. And we had that run-in with Europe, what was the League Cup, I think, as well. No, Scottish Cup, sorry. Um, and the league. And I said, Kamar Roof will not play all those games. There is no chance he'll play them. And what happened? Three, four games in, he broke down again, and that was it. And he seems to do this, Kamar Roof. You get probably about 10 games maximum out of him, and he'll break down. And he's out for five, six, God, it could be ages, but... I like Kamara as a football player. I think he's a good football player, but I'm sorry. We we can't have guys like him in the books that just continue. It was a punt. Rangers took a punt on him. And it's been an all right punt in terms of his return when he's been on the park, but he can't be relied on, Kamara. He's he's like a Jordan Rossiter type, if you want to say, made a glass. Oh, he just he breaks down all the time. And if it was me, Carney, and somebody came in for him and just to get him off the wage, not even to get a transfer fee back for him, but to get him off the wage book and move him on, I would move him on and look to bring somebody else in because as much as I like Kamara as a football player, I'm sorry. And I said it last season, he's we can't trust him because, and it's not his fault, it's his body, it's the way he's made, but no, it's a no for me with Kamara and if I could move him on anywhere, shape or form, I would move him on immediately because we, we can't go with him next season at all. Nah, Ben's made a comment again. I don't know if this is fully true. Uh, Tom, uh, top goal scorer uh, first season, best goal to game ratio again the next. No, he does. That might, 
but that might be the case. But he doesn't play every game, or he, he's right, not yeah. reliable enough to be play every game. So, look, I'm not, I'm not criticizing his stats, but I'm not even criticizing him as a player. It's he's kind of body. I think is starting to kind of give up on him, and we can't, we can't end up in the same situation as we were last season, where we can't rely on him when we need to, when we need him there when Morelos isn't there. So, Scotia, what's your opinion on this? Uh, do you think it's as easy as just saying thank you very much, Kamar? We're going to go. We're going to go another route here. Um, not right at this moment. I don't think that we should be doing that because you know we still Alfie's still in contract negotiations. Or I think Gio maybe alluded to that that he's starting. We're starting to sit down with the players in the last year of their contract about extensions. So, we've, like I said, we probably need another striker and because of Ruth's injuries. But then we don't know what the situation with Alfie goes is. So we could be in a situation where we're scrambling about for another top striker for us at the moment, whereas at the moment, yes, his injuries are a pain in the neck. I think we've mentioned this right at the start when we signed him. You know, it was common knowledge that we're getting him because he's injury prone. We're going to have to take a bit of punt on him. And for me, at the minute, it's okay, I would say, because when he has been out, he comes back in. It doesn't take very long to get back up to match sharpness and back to scoring. Whereas with some players, you can find that if they've been out for a period of time, it'll take them a few games to get back up in match sharpness and then maybe contribute a couple of games, then get injured. But at least he's contributing for the, the 10, 15 games that he's playing before he's gone back out injured at the minute. So unless we've got someone that would be no coming in as a striker at the moment, for me, we just have to persevere with Ruth at this exact moment. Yeah, uh, I get it. I actually I get the argument for for kind of both sides, but it's very frustrating when you know the kind of player that he can be. But he's made a paper mache. It seems. Uh, I just thought it. I I think it kind of when when he didn't when we heard that he wasn't in Portugal, I was just like, no, we can't continue to do this. We can't continue to wait for Kamar Roof to be fat, which is a real shame because he's he has quality. There is absolutely no doubt that there's quality there, but. He's not reliable enough. So before we move on to speak about the uh, the next signing, the Tom Lawrence signing, a bit of breaking news. Manscaped have signed up Club at 22 for the coming season. Got Bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor, Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free garden. It's a fact that you will have the best-kept nut sack in the cul-de-sac. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code CLUBAT22 for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Crotch discomfort hurting your game? Fear no more. The kings of crotch comfort Manscaped have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Sleek, soft, comfortable and flexible. The brand new Boxers 2.0. Take your balls to the Royal Ball Throne. The global leaders of below the waist grooming have the Lawnmower 4.0 for trimming, so you can wear the boxers 2.0 for the chilling. Finish it off with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver, the spray on Testy Toner, which is Scotia's favourite. 20% off uh, with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code CLUB at 22. Ali, what will your balls do? They will thank you. They will thank you. Thank you again to Manscaped for their continued support. Go check out their products. They are genuinely fantastic. Also, uh, if you use our code, you'll be supporting our podcast. My boy will be so proud of me promoting shaving balls when he gets older. That's something you need to think about. So we'll jump back to Rangers news. um, And it's Tom Lawrence joins Rangers. Gio said he is an experienced player and he's played a lot of games in the championship uh, he was captain of Derby, he will strengthen the squad and will bring his qualities to the team he knows what it takes to be a professional player and hopefully he will create chances to score goals for Rangers being a stubborn football fan as I am and I only really watch Rangers, I know fairly little about them uh, but going by the kind of bedwetting of Rangers Twitter, there is a very mixed response to this, some people are all for it, some people not so much and it's amazing how it changes as soon as he signs <laughs> all of a sudden everybody's delighted but before it there was a lot of people that weren't uh, so he's a Welsh international uh, so um, I know, Scotia, you already have an irrational hatred of him because he plays for Wales. So I'll come to you first, mate. I don't know much about him. Do you see this as a good bit of business for Rangers, the fact he's coming in in a free, uh, a kind of low risk, if you like? Or is it a bit of a coup for Rangers, considering I think there was championship teams interested in him? Yeah, I think Sheffield United were, were sniffing about him as well. Obviously, 
Derby have had no serious issues this this season in terms of what they are going through as a as a football club, and obviously their captain kind of leaving for a free to us isn't ideal for them. But you know, we need to take what we can get really. So um, I've not watched an awful lot of Derby myself. I don't tend to watch the Championship too much, but I, from what I've heard and read about him, he has a fairly decent decent player. I looked through his kind of stats for Derby over the last five seasons. Played. Generally played over 30 games a season for Derby and his, his scoring record and assist record over the last couple of seasons has been fairly decent, really decent when you compare it to the attacking midfielders we've got. So I think this is quite a bit of good business for Rangers getting in a free low risk. He is an international player, but I don't think he's played for Wales and since prior to the 2020 Euros. I don't know what's happened there if he's just been someone's overpassed him in that squad or not but um, yeah an international player do you know, we know how long he's signed up for I couldn't see anything three, stuff today, three years is it three years is it three years, years? yeah so I mean that's a decent length of time for a 28 year old so no, I think this should be pretty decent signing for us from what I've read from people that I kind of you know I've read in the past before it does seem to be a, a good option I have seen like you some wee comments that were coming out um not sure where it would be. I looked on the, the Derby Telegraph news site then today just to see some of the comments from the Derby fans. And I think they're similar to what you've maybe seen from Rangers fans on Twitter. Some players or some people call them petulant, too aggressive, incompetent. One person called them. Called them. Um, but others have been saying that he's one of these players that's capable of spectacular, can score amazing goals and dance around the defence. So no, I'm looking forward to him. It's a fairly low-risk low signing for us, I think. Yeah, I'd agree, mate. I think that there isn't very much risk in it. Again, it's not one that, and again, maybe that's my own idealisation of Rangers, that it's not one that I'm like, oh, amazing, fantastic, this is going to be world-changing, but maybe it will be, generally maybe it will be. I think to to beat competition from championship um, makes me think that he's, he's wanting to probably play in European football, which is good. That's a good thing that he's got that ambition. Um, so, yeah, and like I say, to keep away Sheffield United, who would offer more wages than us, there's absolutely no doubt about that they would offer more wages than us and he still came here. So, no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, from what I've heard, he likes a shot, um, which always comes in handy, I suppose, Ali, against the back 10 of uh, the back ten of most of the Scottish football, the way they line up. But you said just before we come on here, mate, that you think this is a good signing. Yeah, I've seen him quite a few times tomorrow. Sir. For my sins, watch the championship football that's always on in a half twelve on a Saturday before I would go out and meet Scotia usually. So I would usually watch <laughs> I would usually watch that. So to be honest, I've I've seen him quite a few times for Derby over the years and I think he's a good player, Tom Lawrence. He was part of that trio for Derby where they went out drink driving and injured their captain, Martin Keogh. Oh, he got injured. <laughs> so I hope he doesn't take Tav out of the car and injure him, but um, I injured Keogh and he ended up getting sacked, I think. But the only reason Derby didn't let Lawrence go was because he was a bit of a prize asset at the time for them. So they couldn't really get rid of him. But I know I think he's a, a very good option. We lack in the midfield. And how many times do we shout at Kamara, Ryan Jack, the rest of them, the Davis, they don't shoot? <laughs> this boy will shoot. To me, you'll play the number 10 for Rangers. It'll be... Lundstrom and another of Jack Kamara and it will be um, Lawrence sitting in front of him, I can imagine. He can play out wide too. I think Darby play out and play him probably out on the left, I think he is. But I, I see him more as a 10. From what I've seen him over the years with Darby, that's kind of where he plays as a 10. And he likes to get forward. And like you say, he likes to shoot. His numbers, but as Scotia alluded to, if you look at his numbers, his numbers are good in terms of goals. I think last season he scored 10 goals for Derby. In a poor Derby team, um, obviously they had their financial troubles and nearly survived last year under Rooney, but I think he'll be a good signing. He's a free. He'll be on a good wage, though, at, at Rangers. Similar to Lundstrom, that kind of idea. But um, 28 years of age, decent age. Yeah, I, I think it's a very good sign for Rangers. That, that's... Not going to be a marquee signing, if you want to say it. I still think there's going to be a, a marquee signing coming in. Hopefully that right-hand side that we've been crying out for. But I think he's a very, very good addition to Rangers. And what we've been crying out for in a, a goal-scoring midfielder. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him because I, I think he's a, a very positive signing. 
Well, I'm going to I'm going to jug, jungle up juggle about the way I was going to do things, and I'll come to about that. I didn't know we were really going to have time to to speak about. I like I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, generally, um, he was captain of Derby, so he can't be he can't be poor. Do you know what I mean? He can't be he can't be bad, um, and certainly a better option than some of the names that I think we were getting liked with. So I'm looking forward to it. But I'll I'll jump to that just as you mentioned it, mate. Um, Rangers have now brought in. Well, if you class Suter as a transfer for this window, which I suppose he is. Uh, Suter, Trolak and Lawrence for a combined £2 million, um, thereabouts anyway. So I'll come back to you, Ali, just because you said you still expect a kind of marquee signing. Do you expect a £4 million, £5 million sort of player to come in? Or is this the kind of model we're going to follow where we not so much shop in the bargain bucket? I don't mean it like that, but try and find the loopholes and try and find the best deals possible, which does make sense business-wise, but as fans, you're always screaming out for something to to make you sit forward and take notice. Yes, yeah, difficult one. I mean, Tom Lawrence, for instance, if he was in a decent contract, Tom Lawrence, at 20 years of it, he'd be decent money to sign him. It'd be decent money to sign him. That's true, that's true. Um, if that's he was true. in a contract, yeah, you'd like... You'd, Correct. Rangers may go down that route of trying to find guys, John Lundstrom type guys on mm-hmm. freeze that would have cost big bucks. But no, I think Rangers, there's money at Rangers. Joe Rebo's going to Southampton for uh, up to 10 million, maybe 6 million up front. The parts and deal, the money we made in Europe last season. I still think potentially another player could go, blue chip player. No, I think Rangers will spend money. And I think it'll be that right side. Like you say, that four or five million, what was Ryan Kent? Six, seven we paid for him. Seven, I think seven. Yeah. Seven and a half. Yeah. I I think if the right guy was there, i.e. Ryan Kent level money, that's as high as we'll go, I'd imagine. Um, If the right guy is there for the right-hand side, we've been crying out for it. Yeah, I think Rangers will do it. I think they will. Um, a guy that you could sell on, though. Not a guy maybe in his later years, but a, a, a guy round about early 20s where you could bring him in, develop him. He's already developed, but you know what I mean? Develop him further and sell him. But yeah, I think... I'd like to think Rangers will spend money on a blue chip player. I really do. Yeah, uh, I would like to think so as well, but again... You look across... I mean, Connor, you look... You look sorry, you look, I mean, you look across... I don't like talking about them, but you look across the city and they've spent... Six million in Jota and six, seven million on that car. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. they're, they're spending big bucks across there. So, we need to kind of come to the party at times. So, I fully expect Rangers to, to buy a, a blue chip player, if you want to say, not what premiership levels of stupid no. money, but no. I would say Ryan Kent level is your top bracket, what we paid before. Yeah, I, I would like to think the club would do that. I'd like to think they would take that opportunity. Scotia as well. Hadji looks like he's going to be out now. We don't really know the timescales for Hadji. He is back with the team, but there's reports that it's going to be after um, after the World Cup because he's got a he's got big rehab ahead of him. He's got a large stint of rehab ahead of him, so um, it could be after the World Cup. So, what's your opinion? Do you think Rangers will continue with this strategy now, or do you think there is somebody in the pipeline kind of lined up? And I know this is all hypothetical, mate, but. Um, as I say, now without getting shouted at again for, I think I get shouted at for saying that we're not going to sign Loudrop again. I know we're not going to sign Loudrop again, but a man can dream. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Let me have my dream. Um, but I would like to think Rangers are going to, and Ali, but Ali does make a good point. But it's difficult for us because Ali makes a good point that if Lawrence was on a contract, he's not coming to Scotland for less than eight nine million due to where he plays football. And I, I'm not saying he's an eight eight nine million pound player. But in terms of English football, he probably is. He's, I imagine some team in the Premiership, lower end of the Premiership, would have paid that for him um, if he was in contract. So what do you think, mate? Do you think there's a, do you think there's a big one coming? Yeah, I think there's still, like Ali, similar to Ali, we probably do need a player out in the right right wing. Um, and I would like to think that that was going to be the, the big signing that would make. I think any up to, for me, any other transfer that comes in is probably just going to be a like-for-like like replacement or just to give yeah. a wee bit extra numbers in a certain position. Um, you know, if anyone moves on, obviously Lawrence coming in looks like he's going to be a replacement for your Aribo-type player in the kind of 10 role. 
Um, so I think we do need someone out in the right wing. But it was interesting. I know you just mentioned back a wee bit previously in the pod about the three-five-two for it. You know, how, how are we going to set up next season? Are we going to set up how we've been setting up the last couple of seasons as sort of four-two-three-one, four-three-three type formation, or could we see that three-five-two formation with Cholak and Morelos up front a wee bit, a wee bit more often? Um, and if that's the case, then it got me to thinking because these signings have now been confirmed. That need for a right winger, on like a big money right winger, isn't really needed if you're playing the three-five-two type formation, because mm. obviously you would have Tav as your kind of working on the wing there, and your midfield would be Lundstrom, um, Lawrence, and one of Jack Kamara, etc. At the moment, so but I, I do still think that Rangers will be sniffing about for a right winger because we've needed a right winger for a, a, a fairly long time now. Yeah, I would like to think so as well, but again. I, all these things are kind of hypothetical, and and but it's it's all worth thinking about because everybody's mind's starting to tick over now because the the signings have started happening, the business has started to happen. We're moving about, so you do start to think, right? Okay, so are we go- I, I still think there's going to be more. I don't think that I don't think we're done yet. I think there's definitely going to be more, and especially even if we are going to the three five two. I know Scott Wright's there, but Scott Wright isn't going to offer you defensively what James Tavernier would offer you. So there's also a, a question to happen there about how we would how we would set up that way. If that makes sense, we would have no real cover. And Joukowsky, do you see the size of him? By the way, <laughs> he's put on a some amount of beef, isn't he? In a good way though. Like he's he's certainly muscled out. But God, that picture I seen online, I was like, hey, size of him. He's looking good. Uh, but yeah, uh, interesting to see. So Joe Rebo, uh, we'll move on to to Joe. Uh, looks like he's pretty much on his way out. I think it's pretty much confirmed uh, near enough. Reports are Southampton have agreed the £6 million up front um, for the Rangers player with add-ons, which will bring the total cost um, to closer around £10 million. And obviously Rangers have included a sell-on clause for that because if he goes to another Premier League club, it's going to be for a significant amount you would like to you would like to think. Um, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, the interview that he done with Sky Sports, he did say Joe is an important player for us. He's done really well over the last few years. Years. Joe has ambitions to play in the Premier League, and that is what it's going. What is going to happen? He's been fantastic for the club. I did talk to Joe about the future, but Joe wants to develop himself, and playing in the Premier League gives Joe the chance to find his level. However, this is what you want as a club to bring players in, develop them, and sell them on at a profit. Ali is your boy. Um, we signed him for three hundred grand, mate, and we're, we're selling him on for a significant, a significant amount. Six million might see a bit low and it probably is but he is in the last year he's contract and the add-ons will take it up to closer to 10 it's probably the best way we're going to get yeah it's a shame to let him go it's it's the player model that we need to do but we can't let a lot of these players run down to the last year of the contract we need to cash in earlier mm-hmm. um, which I hopefully Rangers will learn from hopefully we can tie up Kent and Morelos on contracts but that's, that's another story but um no, to, to sign a guy like Joe Evo for three hundred grand, three years of service out of him. He's, last season, I mean, the last, the, the first half of last season, the guy was unplayable. Um, I always remember that St Mirren game we went to last year, Carney, and he scored that screamer. And because you're quite close to the park there, we were looking at him, going, "Look at the size of Joe Evo." <laughs> He's, he's 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 got he's got everything, and I was I mean I, I was down the exit this week at my work, and my managing director he's a big Southampton fan, and I was saying to him, and he was saying to me, he says, "Oh, we're like we're one of the guys for you," and I was telling him, I was like, "When I watched enjoyable, I says 100%. the guy has got everything in his locker to go to the next level," and I I, I said to them to some of them down there, I says. He's got the potential to go to a top four club. I really, I really believe he can go to a top four club. And some of them down there looked at me, as a lot of English people do look at you down there, think they're a bit of a diddy league up here, and we're like, ah, no chance. I'm like, no, honestly, this this boy, if he believes in himself, which I've said for donkeys, can go to a top four club. You look, Southampton, to be fair, is a good club as a stepping stone. Celtic sent um, they they signed obviously Van Dyke. He's obviously seen where he's gone. Probably the best defender in the world potentially. When Yama went there and moved on to Tottenham or something, so they're a good stepping stone club for a player like Joe Rebo. He won't the the thing with Joe Rebo is down at Southampton, and it might help him. He won't have the pressure that he gets playing at Ibrox every week. Up here, it's you need to win every week or it's a disaster. 
he's going down there and he can play his football and they won't get in his back down Southampton God, it's a bit leafy down there um, but I think he'll do well down there and I know what you're saying about the transfer fee in terms of the 10 million release cause we reportedly got 6 million up front and add-ons unfortunately that's that's where we are at the moment we, we have to, Joe Rebo has said to us I'm going end of the season regardless, uh, next season so we had to cash in but I'd like to think the add-on in terms the add-ons will be games played, etc. If they win a cup or that, but the mm-hmm. more important one is the percentage fee of when Southampton eventually sell him on to a top team. That's when you get your your um, extra bit of money for him. So I'm extremely sad to see Jory go because, as you guys know, he's my favourite player. He really is. I think he's he's a he's a tin opener. In terms of our team at the moment, you've got Ryan Kent and Jory That That's your tin openers for me. Yeah. Scott Wright, to an extent, the tail end of the season was a wee bit. That's why I think we still need to bring in a, a tin opener still. But um, not the praise to say about Juro, but a great guy. Wasn't he great in press interviews? He was a wee bit quiet at times, but never gave Rangers any bother. Was a brilliant servant for our football club. And I wish him all the best. And I'm gonna I'm gonna follow his journey, Juribo, because I really honestly think he will go to a massive club in the future. And um I'll be there when he does go to that massive club to turn and go. I told you so. Especially to the guys in the mall up. <laughs> no, no. I thought you were about to cry there, mate. I thought you were going to say, no, ah, I don't worry. I'll hold it. Was like, <laughs> before, you said, before you said, I'm going to follow his career, I thought I thought you were going to say, and I'm going to have a cry now. Uh, no, Scotia, I'm, it is what it is with Jordy Bo. Look, this is the. I get why people are a wee bit upset, and it's hard not to compare um, transfer transfer money with other clubs, etc., etc. is but 300 grand and you're selling them for near enough 10 once the add-ons are on. I mean, that's it's, that's crazy business. It really is. It's incredible business by Rangers. And for what we got out of Joe Rebo for 300 grand, I mean, yeah, he'll, he'll be fondly remembered because he was, at times, especially at the start of last season, he was unplayable. Yeah, I think you've given me a wee question there because I think Ali just said about everything that you can say. <laughs> Usually does, my man. Yeah, so, yeah, no, so yeah, the start of last, last season, it was brilliant. Obviously, I've seen a comment fly up there earlier about the AFCON. I think it just the amount of games that Aribo had to play last year, it did kind of take him out to him towards the end of the season. Then he was asked to play in that kind of full striker role when we had no other options. But Aribo... Like Ali, there he's been a great player for us, but for me, he's always just needed a wee bit more dig about him, a wee bit more in your face to, to be like that. And similar to Ali, he probably he'll find that easier to do in that Southampton than he has done up up in Rangers. So it could potentially be a good move. And just to add on to the you know people commenting there about the the fee for six million that's been quoted at the minute with the potential add-ons, I think the the one you've got to remember is. That six million pounds gone completely within six months if he if he doesn't go in this window. So Rangers are probably got a wee bit of gun that they held to their head situation where Hampton are going, look, listen, we'll give you six million pounds now. You'll get X amount way after games played. I don't know if there's going to be a sell on fee. That's not going to be very big. It's going to be under ten percent. I would imagine the sell on fee, and I would imagine that sell on fee will be on profits made to kind of reduce the, the outlay for Southampton as well, but that's me just speculating. But I think you've got to remember where, with that six million, where Aribo is in his contract, and we could get nothing for him if we hold on to him for six months. So just need to take it, really, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it is, mate. It is one of the ones where you do have to go, OK, it is what it is. Jory Bo said he wants to move on. It's nothing against Jory Bo. He's not turning around and saying that He's not enjoying his time here or whatever. I mean, he's been to a European final and scored a goal in it. So, no, I wish him nothing but the best. I really do. I think if we don't do business properly, I think you will notice a bit of a hole with Jory Bo, but I've got full confidence in Gio that he's got a plan in place to to kind of ease that ease that mess of him. He's a, a fantastic servant for the the fantastic bit of business for the, by the club in my opinion and and as I say I know the initial 6 million up front kind of gives people um, a bit of rush of blood to the head but it will get to 10 million and at the end of the day that's the way football works Southampton know fine well 
the situation. Uh, Joe Aribo's agent's going to have made them aware of that, and that's just the way football works. It's unfortunate, but if it was the start of the season and somebody offered six million, yes, I would have laughed at you and said not a chance. But we've got to the end of the season. He doesn't want to sign a new contract. He wants to leave um, at the end of his, his following season. It's got to happen. It's as simple as that. But all the best, Mr. Joe Aribo. So finally, just on something that uh, we picked up on the, the interview, uh, with Sky Sports with Gio he did say um, regarding players in the final season of their contract he said interest in our players is not high at the moment apart from Joe Rebo, obviously uh, and the club are in talks with these players that are in the final final year of their current deal Scotia I'll come back to you um, Morelos and Kent fall into that category mate um, with the imminent departure of Joe Rebo, would you would you now expect Kent and Morelos to sign a new deal? Because I would imagine the deal that both of them are going to get offered right now are going to be rather tasty. Yeah, it's an interesting one. There was a comment there um, by James Glasgow saying what about with the sort of comment I had said about Aribo being and sort of going into his last six months come the January transfer window with Kent and Morelos. It's a difficult one, but for me, Morelos, I would love to keep him getting him in a new contract signed down because I think he'll be more important. The money that we would make off him in terms of the European stuff we could do with him in the team would be more important than money that we'd get for him prior to, or for nothing, if you like, if we run his contract down. Probably similar with Kent, if I'm being honest. Morelos and Kent were two of the players out of sort of four or five we've mentioned over the course of the season that I would really struggle to see us replacing easily. Whereas Aribo, I've been more in the boot camp that um, you know we could possibly replace him. And with Lawrence coming in, like I say, that just I mean it almost looks as if Lawrence is coming in and he would fit in where Aribo's played recently. So um, I think we need to focus on getting them down on some contracts if possible. Because um, I'd really like to, to see them keeping about and I wouldn't like them to run down their contracts too much. No, again, Ali, I think it is now important because of what we've just literally spoke about with Joe Rebo, that if the club intend to make profit uh, and serious profit, profit that won't have people flipping their heads that it's only six million or whatever. But I mean, I, I would hate to see Ryan Kent go for what we paid for him and I would hate to see Morelos go for anything less than 10. So I think it's important that the club nail down our assets so if a club come knocking you're going to need to pay yeah out of the two they're probably the two that you think could sign for us because as I've said previously in the podcast Ryan Kent bounced about umpteen clubs came to Rangers fell in love he's one of the main men at Rangers and he loves he loves it here he loves playing for Rangers um I can see him signing Ryan Kent. I really could. And I'd, I'd be gutted as well. Can't see him go for like a figure like Joe Rebo. But you need to be realistic. that That's what he potentially could go for um, in the last year of his contract. And we could lose lose him for, for nothing if he signs a pre-contract in, in January. So I've just got a wee feeling I could see Ryan Kent signing that. I just think I could... Um, and the same with Alfie as well. I mean, we, God knows how many times we say about Alfie every bloody season he's going to go. I think we've said it last three seasons, and he's not. But he's down to the last year of his contract now. Um, but again, he's settled in Glasgow. He's, he's got a wee kid. His missus looks fairly settled here. Like I said previously, he loves Sanctuary, so he loves it down there. He's got his own booth there. He can do what he wants down there. He can DJ, whatever. Um, so I could see Alfie staying... Does that Champions League carrots there, if we can get into it, I think that'll be a big sway in what happens too. If we can get into Champions League, you can potentially see them sign. But it's up to them. They've got the ace cards, the two of them. So they can sell. They could, they could do a Goldson if they want and sit on it and make us sweat like hell to the end of the season <laughs> and then see what happens because they are holding the ace card. But... Um, yeah, I've, I've, I think at least one of them will sign. I think at least one of them will. But I would love for the two of them to sign. I really would because, as Scotia says, I don't think we can replace the guys. Ryan Kent, no chance for the money to replace him. I, no, no. And then the same with Morelos. It'd be very hard to do it. So I hope and pray the two of them sign. I hope both of them. Yeah, I really do. In terms of. I'll I'll go along with I think I would see Kent signing more than I would Alfie. I think 
Um, <laughs> kind of knowing Alfredo the way we've known Alfredo over the, the seasons, he'll just wait and bide his time <laughs> and just let everybody freak out until like he decides that he's going to sign. Um, I think him being injured has probably put teams off him. Uh, he wasn't. He didn't appear in the the, the Europa League final, and that will put some teams off, and they may look to to go elsewhere. Um, as I say, that both of them seem really settled here, but it's the the world of football right now. Um, right now, if you were to put, if I was to put my hand uh, on my heart and say who do I think is going to leave, if there is anybody else going to leave from Rangers, I wouldn't be able to tell you because Aribo was in that the blue chip players, as Ali calls them. He was in that kind of pool of players that you thought would leave. Now that one of them's left, I'm like, <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> we don't please don't move anybody else on. Let's try and keep as many as we can. It's a it's an interesting one. But out of the two of them I can see Kemp signing quite easily. I don't think he's in any real great desire to move on or move back to England based on again, Ali, I'm painting the wall here again, considering what you've just said, but the amount of times he just didn't settle in the teams that he went to, his loan spells were all pretty much a disaster, but he's came here and made a a right good, a right good go for it, and read, name, they read a name for himself. And I know people don't like him, but you're allowed to not like him. I, I think Ryan Kent is crucial to Rangers. I really do, uh, but not as crucial as Alfredo Morelos because I love Alfredo Morelos. Everybody knows I love Alfredo Morelos. It'll be interesting to see. Be interesting to see if we are going to be able to sign these players up. And one other thing that's quite interesting though is there's no talk of signing Bassi up anymore. Like there's there's no real cry. That's yeah. going to die, doesn't it? Like, that's going to die, as if we we're just presuming that Bassi's not going to go. And, I mean, the market is starting to pick up. So I'll finish with a question to you, Ali. Who do you think, if one other player is going to go, who do you think it's going to be? Oof. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> just rattling my brain who I think could go here. Difficult. That's a difficult one, Carney. Um, it says, who do I want to go if I had to pick one, if you mean, or who do I think uh, will go? Who do you um, think will go? I'm trying to think. I think potentially a Glenn Kamara. And there's a couple of comments there. <laughs> and to be fair, Glenn Kamara is the one that I would let go because I think we could replace him. Mm. And I'm... Th- and, and, there's other players that could go for not very much, but in terms of decent money, Glenn Kamara is the one for me. But I still don't. Th- I still don't think you'll. I don't know. Glenn Kamara. I'm going to go with Glenn Kamara. And I've got one last one for you, Carney. But I'll ask you after you pass Scotia. It's by another guy, but Kamara. Right, Scotia, go. Yeah, I think until I'm looking at money to get really decent money back in for a player, then it would need to be Kamara because he's still sitting there with what two? Is it maybe three? years left in his Actually, contract because yeah. he obviously yeah so he's still got quite a lot in his contract so yeah if a really good offer came in from Kamara I would, it would be him probably for me yeah right Alistair what's your question I've seen um, the man for Zambia linked as a, a loan move away Oxair. he's a bit of a enigma Sakala <laughs> 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 in terms of you just don't know what you're going to get with him what would you do with him if somebody came in with a serious bid for him or a loan to buy bid? Would you keep him? And then we've got Kovac now, you've got Scott Wright up there now, you've got quite a few options up there now. I know Kamar Ruth's always injured, but he's still there. But there's quite a few options through that front line. And we always talk about we could do a one more on the right-hand side, who is another guy you could play. If you bring the guy in the right-hand side, where, where's Sakala and all this list? Do you think he could potentially go out this summer on a kind of loan deal, possibly? So, I'll come to Sakala. First of all, I just have to put this up from Scott Robertson. Lewis Ferguson replaced Glenn Kamara. No. Do you know Ryan, do you know Ryan Haymarsh? Have That's where I get sat. Have you been sent here <laughs> by Ryan Haymarsh? Honestly, eh, I see my personal opinion, generally, Lewis Ferguson is just a no-go because of the amount of money you need to pay. He's not worth it. In my opinion, he's not worth it. I believe they're not going to sell him cheap. So, no. Uh, Sakala, on the other hand, it's difficult, mate, because he is an enigma. <laughs> he's very unpredictable in the way that he likes to play football. A loan move? No, I wouldn't bother. A transfer, but it's a decent offer? Yeah, I would probably sell him. I wouldn't. I don't think I would hesitate to sell him. And a loan to buy? There's no guarantee they're going to take him, and he might be best for an option for us during the 
the run of the mill league games, if you like. So it's a difficult one, that mate with Shikala. Genuinely, uh, a lot of people like him, a lot of people don't. I like him. I think he's a great character. Brilliant. Can't fault his desire or nothing. Um, he's finishing just uh, frustrates the absolute living daylight. So I mean, it really does. Uh, he kind of, and this is sacrilege to him because he's better than that. But he kind of reminds me of Sibo. Do you know what I mean? You couldn't fault that guy's effort, but. He couldn't, he couldn't have bought a goal if he tried. And Sakala has scored. He's got a good scoring record. I get that. But it seems to be in the moments that you need him to, <laughs> to do it. He doesn't. And you're like, he doesn't do it. Yeah, so it's a difficult one. A, a, a straight-up transfer, I would sell him. Alone, nah. There's no, nothing in it for Rangers and alone. So, nah, not for me. So, Scotia, your opinions on Sakala? Yeah, same as you. No way for alone for me because... He sits there now along with him and Ruth probably sit out as your third choice keeper between the both of them. Hey, keeper. Did I say keeper or striker? <laughs> I wouldn't like to see him as a goalkeeper. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, sorry. There's a tongue slip. But we're getting off to a great start. Ryan started really well last week. Wait, I slipped and now me this I said again. you were married, can't yeah. That's right, you did. Yeah, but I think he's there as a kind of... With him and Ruth sitting there behind Jolak and Morelos at the moment, it gives they gives you covers for the striker option, so wouldn't loan him out. Nah, I'd, what do you think, Ali? What's your opinion on him? I'd I'd, I'd keep him. I just think he's un, he's that unpredictable. He's worth having thrown on because you don't know what you're going to get from him. He'll either be a world beater or absolute garbage. But no, I'm the same. I think Rangers probably looked at a loan and thought, nah, same as you, Carney. We're not going to get much out of him. Unless somebody paid us a, a stupid amount of money, I say stupid amount of money, maybe three million or something for him, because we got him in a free potential high, but I'd keep him there because he's a wee bit different. I see him as a kind of natural novel type, the way he plays, so um, I'd keep him about because he can play different positions for us. So it was just because i seen it and I thought, oh, Christ, the car, somebody's looking at him, but um, I'd keep him. And he's got a good song as well, so... That's a good song. <laughs> so I might as well keep him because he's got a good yeah. song. Uh, Fabio Cardoso's song was one of my favourites. That was a good one. Um, yeah. That was a good one. That just reminds me the, the, nights, the nights I met you. Yeah. Um, and look at him now, Porto or something now, isn't he? Look at him now, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, so, look, in all seriousness, I'll give uh, an ex-employee of Club at 22 uh, his last hurrah in the sun. Um, Lewis Ferguson, seriously, right? So, Aberdeen are asking two million for him, say two and a half million. To me, it's no. Uh, it's just because I think the pressure of his name, everything else is going to go about it. People want him because of who he is. People also don't want him because of who he is. So it's a kind of double-edged sword. But purely football and ability for two and a half million from Aberdeen, for me, no. Ali? No. I think Aberdeen would, win, would want more money from us for him to, Probably. to move to us. It, yeah. It's Millwall he's been linked with, so he's if he was to move to Rangers, he's moving to a rival that can hurt them more. So, and if they knew we were interested, they would want more for Lewis Ferguson. Don't you worry? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I know Ryan. I, I think Ryan's got a wee bit of a joke when he says to us in the group chat about it. I'd like, I'd mm. like to think he's not seriously on about it. But um, Lewis Ferguson, yeah, he's a good player. But I keep saying it, Carney. We want to go to the the next level all the time and. Nah, to me, sitting the bench at Rangers, that's 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 what he is. Is he any better than what we have in the midfield at the moment? I would say no. So um no, it's a no for me. Yeah, no, Ryan, everybody so I see comments. Ryan hasn't been sacked or left. Ryan's on holiday again. <laughs> Ryan's on holiday again. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. Honestly, I wouldn't do that. No, uh, just winding him up because I'm sure he'll watch us back at some point. Um Scotia, Lewis Ferguson, yes or no? What? For two million? Pounds, I would. I'd take take him for two million pounds. Like, would, would they sell? No, that's I'm not, I'm not. I Ali, let me finish what I'm about to say. Um, I I don't think Aberdeen would sell up to us for um, two million pounds. It's similar to the situation we had with Suter when I said to you when Suter was linked with us just before the January window closed up that I was like, no, Suter, our hearts will want over five hundred thousand pounds from us to get him before before the summer. Um, so Aberdeen, again, would like would go in and want so much more money. But I think the thing you've got to remember, like a player like Ferguson, he could go down south to Melmore, for example, for two and a half million, have a good season there, move somewhere a wee bit higher up. And then all of a sudden, people are like, oh, we, sh- we need Lewis Ferguson, let's let's bring him in. And he's unaffordable because of the league that he's playing in. 
So for about yeah. two million pounds, I'd probably take a punt because not really touched on him this pod tonight. But is Ryan Jack going to stay fit the whole season? History suggests otherwise. Yes, you will. Yes. Don't yeah. you dare. No, I'm not having this conversation. Ryan Jack is not leaving. Yeah. I'd say Scotia made a good good point there in terms of if um, Ferguson goes to the championship, done well and move on. It's a similar scenario to when Celtic didn't pay to get John McGinn yeah. and he went down to the championship for two and a half million because Celtic wouldn't pay the wages. And then um, he's done well and moved on and he's he's out with the, the price bracket for, for teams up here to pay. So it would be a gamble to take on, but still a no for me. Again, I don't know if I can really pass comment on McGinn and stuff because it's really all Scotland that I've seen him for and the guy's just a myth to me, generally. He's just an absolute myth. Uh, I, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. But what do I know? What do I know? I know nothing. Right, look, that'll do us for tonight. Uh, good to be back. Very good to be back. Uh, Ali, thank you very much for your time tonight, mate. Um, in regards of... Tomorrow we probably won't do a club reaction um, because I don't expect them to take much away from tomorrow night's game. If it turns out to be the game of the, our lifetime, I'll probably jump on and do something or if the boys are about, we'll probably do something. Uh, but we'll probably not be on tomorrow night. Um, but the games are coming back and we'll definitely do some. Um, I think we're all going to the Spurs game, so there's definitely going to be something from that and we're going to take it from take it from there probably. So for just now, it'll probably be next Friday again. Uh, but Ali, thanks very much, mate. No problem. Good to have you back, Carney. Um, I'm looking forward to having the famous Glasgow Rangers back tomorrow night, in which oh, I think wait. will be, I think it will be a bit of a training ground exercise. I think yeah. it could be one of the absolutely rotten games to watch. It's one of the games, you know, that you, because you've not had Rangers for so long and you build it up and it gets closer and closer <laughs> and you're like, oh, and it's really awful. good. And you sit and go, oh, this is absolutely torture. I've got yeah. a feeling that's what it's going to be, but still. I'll be there watching it tomorrow night and then I can't wait to, to have Rangers back. And then it rolls in to the games that lead up to the start of the season. So that's what it is for me. Yeah. Potato man's having a go at me. One way and Scott is bailing out. If I was bailing out, I wouldn't have been here tonight, mate. No, I just, because of Alec Evan, Ali's just said, it's like... It's, there's not going to be much to take from tomorrow night, trust me. It's just, it's part of pre-season training camp really it's not really a, com- a really competitive game so look if, if, if I'm wrong <laughs> oh, come on trust me um, Scotia thanks very much mate no cheers looking forward to tomorrow night as well it's a decent time to watch it because I can remember back to all those times we're in pre-season out in the, out in the States and get, I was getting up at ridiculous times to watch meaningless <laughs> pre-season games out there um, but it's what you do when you follow Rangers so looking forward to seeing them back on the TV tomorrow night Definitely. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for getting involved in the comments, as always. Always good to see you. It's good to catch up. Uh, as always, again, just like the videos and please subscribe to the channel. Uh, and as a thank you for sticking around with us to the end of the pod, if you go to 22merch.bigcartel.com and use the code podcast, you'll get 10% off your order. So, yeah, as I say, we'll be back next week, unless tomorrow night is... <laughs> the most incredible game of football ever but I don't imagine it to be that so I'd imagine it's going to be a 45 minutes and a 45 minutes with two completely different teams but it will be good to definitely see Rangers back again, that is for sure so yes, until next week, take care of yourselves, uh, enjoy the week, enjoy Rangers being back uh, in our lives after the summer break and hopefully we get to see at least one of the new signings tomorrow night so we are Club at 22 the Rangers podcast, cheers everybody 